Give an honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all those who are assembled today. I want to give honor to my pastor, Pastor David Jenkins, for coming out to support me today. And for that, I'm going to read the first two verses for your hearing. That's where I'm going to focus on Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Everyone that asks receiveth, and he that asks findeth, and he that knocketh, it shall be opened. Lord, it's preaching time. Your servant waits humbly for you to help me. Lord, I ask you to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, and my strength and my Redeemer. It is in Jesus' name I do pray and with thanksgiving. Amen. The title of my message today, Just Ask God. Just Ask God. A little bit of background of the book. As the motorcade slowly winds through the city, thousands pack the sidewalks, hoping to catch a glimpse of the marching band. But the great fanfare announces the arrival of protective agents. Scan the crowd, running alongside the limousine, pop and circumstance. Protocol, modern symbols of position, and evidence of an important herald, the important of arrival of a head of state, whether they're leaders by birth or election, we honor them and we respect them. The Jews waited for the leader who had been promised centuries before by inspired prophets. They believed that this leader, the Messiah, the anointed one, would rescue them from their Roman oppressors and establish a new kingdom as their king. He would rule the world with justice. However, many Jews overlooked the prophecies and also spake of the king as a suffering servant who would be rejected and killed. It is no wonder then that few recognize Jesus as the Messiah. How could the humble carpenter's son from Nazareth, be the king. But Jesus was and is the king of all the earth. Matthew Levi was one of Jesus' twelve disciples. Once he was despised a tax collector, but his life was changed by this man from Galilee. Matthew wrote the gospel to his fellow Jews to prove that Jesus is the Messiah and explains the kingdom. God's kingdom. Matthew begins his account by giving Jesus geology. He then tells Jesus' birth, his early years, including the family escaped to Egypt from the murderous Herod and the return to Nazareth. Following Jesus' baptism by John 3.17, if you remember, he came up out of the water and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And John said to him that I need to be baptized. But Jesus said, suffer to be so. And he was baptized and heard a voice from heaven saying, this is my son, whom I'm well pleased. His defeat of Satan 
in the desert. Read Matthew 4. Read it by the Word of God. Not to tempt the Lord our God. That's in Matthew 4. His public ministry, by his call, his first disciples. Even the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 through 7. We had the Beatitudes in 5. We had the Lord's Prayer in 6. And the scripture that I dealt with today is in 7. There's a few other things in that scripture. It talks about building your house on a solid foundation. On the rock of Jesus Christ. Are you going to build your foundation on a rock? Matthew shows Christ's authority by reporting the miracles of healing the sick, demon-possessed, even raising the dead. Despite opposition from the Pharisees and others in the religious establishment, chapter 12 through 15, Jesus continued to teach concerning the kingdom of heaven, chapters 2, 16 and 20. During this time, Jesus spake with the disciples about his coming, his death, and his resurrection. Peter said in John 16, he asked them, who do you say that I am? They said, you're Isaiah, another prophet. But who do you say that I am? And when I read that, I, you know, he's, you tell me, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And it was the spirit that was revealed to Peter. Near the end of his ministry, Jesus entered Jerusalem to try and press it in a procession. You remember when they hollered, Hosanna, Hosanna, came riding in on a donkey. He was our Messiah. But soon opposition was mounted, and Jesus knew his death was near. So he taught his disciples about the future, what they could expect before the, his return. Chapter 24, and how he lives until chapter 25. You read 25, it tells you about uh, the, the the laborers talks about what God wants us to do. How you to treat one another. Remember, if you feed somebody, you're feeding him. That's 31 through 40. When do we feed you? When do we give you drink? As you do it unto them, you do it unto me. So we have to remember when you're serving somebody and you're helping somebody, you get somebody a sandwich. You're doing, you don't know who you're doing. They say you're entertaining angels unaware. You're to do the same today. You should visit somebody who's sick. You should visit the imprisoned. And tell the good news of Jesus Christ. In Matthew's final chapter, 26 through 28, he focuses on Jesus' final day on earth. In 28, we talk about the Great Commission. We're in all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. We're doing that on 69th Street. That's the purpose of what God has called us to do. We are to continue to do that until God comes. Until our assignment is done. Focus on doing God's work. His final day on earth. He is in Gethsemane. Betrayed by Judas. Flight of the disciples. They all ran. Peter's denial. Denied Jesus three times. Jesus told him, you would deny me three times. And for Caiaphas, Pilate, Jesus' final words on the cross, and his final burial in the borrowed tomb. But the story does not end there. The Messiah rose from the dead, conquered death, then telling his followers 
to continue his work. Make disciples in all nations. As you read this gospel, listen to the Matthew clear message. Jesus is the Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Celebrate this victory. But what I want to talk about today, just ask God. Just ask God. There are three words in the word ask. Number one, A for ask. S for seek, three for not. Meaning the words ask, one, to use the word and trying to find out. Seek the answer. We ask how much. We seek information. We call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 15, 15. See, we are to do the same. And that's it's not just for the Old Testament. It's for us today. And when you do get in trouble, God wants you to call on Him because He's going to be glorified in the end result. He's going to deliver you from your trouble. And that's the purpose of Psalms 50 and 50. Call unto me. And I will deliver and you will glorify me. We will glorify the Savior. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. We lift up our soul to him. For thou, Lord, art good, ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy unto all of them that call upon him. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplication. Psalms 86, 4 through 6. And in verse 7, In the day of trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. This is in the Psalms. Very comforting. In Psalms 55, 22, Cast your burdens upon the Lord, He shall sustain thee. We're not to sit idly by and suffer. We have a God in heaven who cares and loves us. That's why God has given us the mouth to ask, to pray. The Lord is righteous in all His ways, holy in all His works. The Lord is now under them that call upon Him. You have to call upon the name of the Lord. You have to ask. For direction in life, you have to ask for direction in what you're doing in your family. You have to call upon the Lord. To all that call upon Him in truth, He will fill the desires of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Psalms 45, 17, 19. And all things whatsoever you shall ask, and believing you shall receive it. Matthew 21, 22. There's a whole lot of verses that talk about asking, all praying and asking God. Song James talks about you have that because you ask not. When we pray for something, we rely on God to deliver us for what we need. God will supply our needs. We have to understand that and believe it. And that's why we can ask God anything according to his word and his will and his way for our lives. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You ask anything in my name, in the name of Jesus Christ. John 14, ask in his name, verse 13, because he wants to be glorified. He wants you to glorify him. One of the ministers was here a couple of weeks ago, talked about God has given us gifts. We're to utilize those gifts. 
And he said the end result is that God gets the glory out of whatever we do, how we use it against. But we have to ask God to help us. That's why the word is asked. We have to ask. You don't have it if you don't ask for it. And you have to trust God in it. And I like John 15. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So you have to abide in the Spirit of Christ. That's how you have that contact with God. He already knows what you need, but He wants you to ask. So you have to abide in Him, that when you abide in Him, He'll do whatever you ask. And it'll be added unto you. For remember, he chose you. You didn't choose him. You're his friend. He wants you to bear fruit. Bring it forth. That it will remain. That you can do the things God would ask you to do. Hence you have nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive. There it is again. You have to ask in order to receive. That you may make joy. Be full. He wants your joy to be full. Now, when you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all men liberally, unbreath not. And that's James 1 5. I believe God will give us all that we need. I believe God will give us all the wisdom we can handle. I believe at times He gives us more than we can handle. Because God is infinite, God is powerful. God wants us to have. God wants us to do. And how you do, you have to ask. Lord, always remember that this is not your plan. This is not my plan. This is God's plan. This is God's purpose. We're here to serve God. We're here to glorify Him. He wants us to ask. And He will certainly show us the way. You got to ask. You got to ask and believe that God will do what you ask. You got to be faithful. Ask forgiveness of sin. If you have any iniquity in your heart, you, you lose that communication. But yes, to remove the iniquity in your heart, God will answer your prayer. You have an open line to Jesus Christ. You got to rely on the Holy Spirit. I'm not here on my own. I rely on God, the Holy Spirit. First John says it all. Ask what you will. See, you pray, you pray according to God's will. You know what God wants for your life. If you've read the Bible long enough, you know what God wants us to do. And God will reveal it to you. Because if you pray according to His will, you know, you know that you pray according to His will. So if you know that you prayed according to His will, you know you have the petition that you desired of Him. Not worry about it. Not have anxiety about it. And John, uh, Matthew 6 talks about anxiety. First of all, God's going to provide your needs, provide your food, remnant, clothing. Philippians whole talks about how God will provide. Tell God, pray to God, make all prayers and supplications unto God. And the peace of God which passes on the sin shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You have it all. So if you, the petition is right, you prayed right, you asked God a right, you've got the petition you desire. We're out there doing what God wants us to do. Evangelize. He tells you, go into all the world. All power is given unto Him. 
Preach the gospel. Tell the good news of Jesus. And God's work will be done. Charles Briggs talked about we need to fan the flame. We need, see, we're not doing our work. We're doing God's work. I pray when I deliver the word. I have to pray for everything. I have to ask. I have to believe. If I ask the right, he will honor my prayer. So I ask God for what you need. There's so many scriptures that gives us comfort. Commit your way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Cast your burden upon the Lord, he shall sustain you. He will never suffer thy righteous to be moved. Psalms 39, all scriptures. That's why you have to read from cover to cover. From Genesis to Revelations. God has everything that we need. And I stand by God the Holy Spirit. He teaches me. He guides me. He strengthens me in time of need. He gives me power to live for Christ. That's what it's about. It's the power of Christ. And we must live for Him. Die for Him if it's necessary. God has a plan for our lives. God wants us to follow His plan. The next step is seek. Mean trying to find something. Trying to seek something. Sometimes you look for something, you look and you look and you look. And now until nothing's going to come to you if you don't look for it. You have to seek it. In Isaiah, thou shalt call, thou shalt call upon me, you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. But go back to Isaiah, I'm sorry. Seeking Lord, why he near? Call upon him, why he can be found. It's praying time. It's time to call upon God. Just look around you. Just look at what's going on in our world today. He wants us to seek him. Call upon him. Confess your faults. Confess your sins. And ask God's forgiveness of sin. Psalms 105, 4 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Uh, I'm sorry. Why? Why he can be found. Call upon him while he's near. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Psalms 105, 4. Seek the Lord. Seek his face. Work at it. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll exalt you in due time. But you have to know that God is. Jeremiah 20 tells us, in verse 11 he says, I know the thoughts I have toward you, thoughts of peace, not evil, but to give you an expected end. Call on me. Go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. He's telling you, I'm going to, you come to me and pray unto me, I will answer your prayers. Seek me and you shall find me. It's about seeking the Lord. It's about trusting in God. No, it's not easy. You got a lot of opposition out there. But that's why you got the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God and you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. 
against spiritual wickedness in high places, and having that all to stand, having our loins good about truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication for all saints. And for me, others be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. It's about seeking God's perfect will, seeking God's will for our lives and do what God would have us to do. And who sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallen ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Hosea ten twelve. It's time to seek righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus, the righteousness of God. Because our righteousness, remember, is as filthy rags. We can't do this on our own. I've heard your prayers many times. We try to do it on our own. We aren't going to make it. We have to trust God. And so, Amos says, a call to repentance. Seek your Lord while he, while you can. Call upon him. His judgment. Seek the righteousness. Seek meekness. You may be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. See, God don't want you to he doesn't want you to be angry with him. He doesn't want to be angry with you, but he wants to love you and take care of you. In Matthew 6, 33, it's the most simplest one, and we need to do that. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Lord, what would you have me to do in this situation? Show me the way, Lord. Because see, God is the number one. We're secondary. It's not about us. It's about God. It's not about us doing the work. It's about God doing the work through us. We got a lot of lost people out there. We have a responsibility to go out and tell the good news of Jesus Christ. But we have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Lord, how do you want us to do this? God wants to seek his knowledge. He wants to seek his righteousness. He wants to seek his patience, his love, his understanding, and his wisdom. And trust. Trust the Lord with all our heart. Don't lean to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways. When God, you see that something works, give God the glory, give God the praise. It's not about you, it's about Jesus Christ and the work being accomplished through you. You've got to seek God first. And his kingdom. And everything else may add on. And that's why you goes back to what I said earlier. You have to ask, you have to seek it, and you have to find it. Lord, show me. Show me how to do it. First of all, remember it's in his word. He has a will. He has a way. Everybody has a gift. Some may be better than other things. That may not be good at street feet. But somebody else is. So what you need to do, where do you fit in the equation? And who knows that better than anybody but God and the Holy Spirit? You've got to rely on the Spirit of God to carry you through. 
and know that God will take care of you. And you got to trust him. Knock. Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. Don't give up. You may not get an answer today. Okay. Pray tomorrow. You may not get an answer tomorrow. Keep on. Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. Keep on pleading. And God's going to answer your prayer. And Abraham was a brave man. He was persistent. He said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak yet this one once. Prevent ten shall but he found it there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten persons' sake. See, Abraham started out with fifty. Would you destroy a country for fifty righteous people? Then he got him down to forty. Then he got him down to thirty. Then he got him down to ten. But he was persistent in asking God. And that's what we have to be. We have to be have that persistence. We have to have that fervency. We have to have that drive behind us and want to do it. And that's what we got to do. Jacob danced, fought with the angel all night. He wanted to be blessed. You have to bombard heaven. You have to bombard God. God, you keep on, keep it on. You got to show God, I want this thing to happen. See, remember this. You could tell me one thing, but God knows your heart. And that's what we have to understand. God will bring you through. And the favorite scripture of mine is Luke 18. First of all, man should always pray and not faint. You got to pray first. Everything starts with prayer. If you don't pray, it's not going to work. It takes prayer for everything you do to get out of the bed, go to work. We have to pray when we go on 69th Street. There was a judge in the story. You know the story. He didn't believe in God and didn't care. But this woman wanted him to intercede on her behalf. And she kept at him. She kept at him. She kept at him. Finally, he said, I'm going to, this woman's about to worry me to death. I think what I will do, I'll give her what she wants so she'll leave me alone. And if you remember at the end of that chapter, on the verse 8, see what happened to the unjust judge and the woman. See, but see, God loves us. When God comes back, will he find faith on earth? So, God loves us. Why wouldn't he give you what you need? Because he died and bled for you. That's what, if he died for you, he's certainly going to take care of you. People don't want to acknowledge God. But Jesus in the garden. Jesus was getting ready to die on the cross for your sins and mine. And he agonized over it. He even asked his father, if this cup can pass from me, is there another way we can do this thing? Because you remember, he was a human, he had human flesh. The nails hurt in his hand, the nails were hurt in his feet. It was a painful, horrible death. But he said, and I always like, he said, but not my will, but thy will be done. 
And he was so angry, had anxiety about it. He prayed about it. He, he had drops of blood. He sweated as it was drops of blood to the ground. He knew it was before him. The cross was before him. He agonized hanging on that cross. Stretched wide. For a nation that didn't care about him. For a people who don't care about him. See, Jesus just died for the same folk. He died for mankind everywhere. It's there for the gravity. They have to acknowledge the fact that he died for them. So, and then in Acts. Now, this is the power of prayer. And I think we don't pray like we should. I don't think we pray with urgency like, like you did in the Bible days. They took Peter and put him in prison. The king at that time liked the way he killed James, and he was he thought he sought to please the people. Well, I'm gonna do that to Peter. Put him in to save you after he said he was gonna bring him forth. But the church prayed diligently that Peter would be released. You know the story. And you also see the power of God. I heard a sermon on us. Get up, wrap up, get up, and get out. The angels tapped Peter on the side. Get up. I'm getting you out of here. Get up. And he walked out. And he realized that an angel brought him out. That was because people prayed all night, all day. Always remember this, and I pray for people who are praying around the world. I pray for prayer groups. Because we need the prayer groups. And I always say, Lord, I don't know what to say at all times. So somebody knows what to say better than I know what to say. And we can, we can get the same results if we trust God more than what we're doing now. He's given you the opportunity to ask Him. He's given you the opportunity to seek Him. So you have to seek Him in everything. Moment by moment. And look at... Uh, it says, confess your faults. One to another. Pray for one another. That you may be healed. Because our frictional, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. If you're righteous before God, He will honor your prayers and honor in your life. As much as Elijah said, when a man is subject to like passions, as we are, he prayed earnestly that it might not rain for three and a half years. But then he prayed and it rained. See, we have to keep on asking. There's a lot of scriptures you can ask, read. Psalms 91 is for protection. Philippians 4 talks about God is always present. He's a God at hand, not a God far off. He says, make all prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God passes on sins to keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Asking and seeking. Seek the ways of God. Well, how would, how would God want me to handle this? You have your instructions right in this manual. The Word of God. It's a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. You want to stop sin and ask God to hide the Word in your heart. 
And back to Matthew, it said, we're not to live by bread alone, but every word that pleases out the mouth of God. We're not to tempt the Lord our God. And we have to make a stand. We have to make a stand. It is written, remember, it is written, first of all. It's written, so it's already etched in there. So you can live by it, can count on it. And then I think in Matthew 4, 10, it says, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it's written, we shall worship the Lord our God and none else. You make a stand for God, God will stand for you. So you've got to keep seeking until you find it. And you'll find it. You'll find the knowledge you need. You'll find the wisdom you need. You'll find the understanding you need. You'll find the love you need. God already knows. So he, he'll make a roadmap. That's the purpose of the Word of God. And keep on knocking until the door is open. Don't stop. Be persistent. Because remember what this cost him. I cannot stop till I talk about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. May I didn't say others too well, but see, I believe what Christ did for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the whosoever shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a definite statement. He sent his only begotten. He fed our hungry. He fed the 5,000. If you just follow him, you will not walk in darkness. You'll have the light of life in yourself. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. He is the way, the truth, and life. No man come to the Father but by him. That's the story. That's why he died on the cross. He's the only way to the Father. And they took him out on Gothel's Hill, nailed him to that cross for you and for me. And he said, Lord, forgive them, but they know not what to do. We don't forgive each other as well as that. We don't, it's hard for us to forgive. But you got to do it. He did it for you. And they pierced his side. And they broke the legs of the one and broke the legs of the other. But him, they did not break any of his legs. The Bible told it wouldn't. They pierced his side. But before they told this man to hung on the cross with him, he was on the right. He said to the other, this man didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't deserve this. Remember me in your kingdom. He told him, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. See, this is what all this is about. All come to the conclusion of this. That's why you can ask. He paid the ultimate price for you. So you can ask. He took him and put him in a borrowed tomb. But praise be to God. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. Joseph owned the tomb. He said, just let me borrow for a night and a day. But guess what? On the third day, with all power in his hands, he got up for you and for me. He's sitting on the right hand making an intercession on your behalf. That's why we're saved. That's why we believe in Jesus Christ. And that's why we want the world to know that Jesus saves and saves to the uttermost. So let's keep on asking. Let's keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. If you don't know it all, somebody knows. Somebody can help you. Somebody can help me. It's about that. We have to be together. So we can ask together. We can seek together. We can find together. I pray that you got something out of this. It's simple, but 
I believe what Christ did for me. And I believe what we're doing on Tuesdays and Fridays. That's a command. That's a command. If I can only give out a track, that's that's what you're doing God's work. If I talk John 3, 6, it's going into there. They got to hear it. It's not worried about whether they like you, whether they appreciate you. Don't matter. That's not the issue. They didn't like Jesus. And that's what we have to understand. So next time, ask, seek, and knock. Do it long enough and something's going to happen. Do it like you're expecting it. Do it with an urgency. The need is there. Continue to seek it and find it because it has to be found. And keep on knocking as you know you're going to get an answer one way or the other. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word. I trust, Lord, to sing into hearts and minds and we will live according to this word, Lord. Give us a mind, Lord, to ask. Give us a mind to seek and give us a mind to find. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to stand today. It's in Jesus' name I do pray and with thanksgiving. Amen. Okay.